Hey, what's up, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Sincerely Lee and Ray. I'm LaDerek Riel. I'm Aaliyah. And today we're going to give you a part two to Fear of Failure. Uh-huh. But this time, we're going to be talking about our fear of failure in the workplace. So remember, what, two weeks ago we gave you guys uh, a podcast about our fear of failure in our relationships, mm-hmm. in our personal lives. So this week, we're going to switch it up and do a little something a little serious, but yes, not really. You, know, you can't take us too serious. We like to joke. Yeah, you know, and we got some wine. I'm trying jam jar for the first time, and the Derek is drinking the disgusting Menager Twelve. It's disgusting to her. It's disgusting to everyone. But it's quite her. lovely. It gets me feeling the way I need It gets the people going. Because <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, fear of figures in the workplace. So, uh, what? Maybe two years ago, I joined forces with my mother to become an entrepreneur and it's very ghetto. Uh, I mean that in the best way possible. Like being an entrepreneur, I definitely have a lot of time to where I decide what I'm doing every single day. But sometimes it's scary to be out here realizing that, hey, Aaliyah, if you don't meet your bottom line this week, you're not gonna be able to pay your bills. And the fear of failure is what drives me to continue to work hard, to work long hours and some days I do a lot of leisure stuff but other days I do a lot of work and on the outside looking in a lot of people feel like you know oh you have an easier entrepreneur that's not true there's people depending on me like if I don't do what I'm supposed to do then other people don't get a check and provide for their families so my failure isn't doesn't just impact my life it impacts a lot of lives like at least 30 lives if i don't do what i'm supposed to do and that pressure as a 26 year old is a lot but i try to stay prayed up i try to stay with god um but i this year actually i'll give you a little transparent with you guys this year it kind of hit ahead for me we were opening up a second business and paying the bills for that business and paying the bills for this business and paying the bills at my home i was running out of money and I just felt like I need to cut one of these businesses and get a job. Go back to the corporate world and get a job. And I talked to my friends and um, talked to my boyfriend or whatever. And everyone told me, like, if that's what you got to do, then that's what you got to do. But everyone basically told me they think I could figure it out. And to not quit on what I'm doing now and to make it happen. But for me, it was like, I didn't have any extra money to hang out with my friends. I didn't have any extra money to buy myself new clothes. I didn't have any extra money. Like literally, I it was like a whole, I think all of September, I sat in the house every single day and it sucked. I wanted to be able to go out with my friends and to finish off a hot girl summer, you know what I'm saying? And it sucked to know that Aaliyah, you literally have no extra money. And it sucks. So I was like, man, maybe I should just go get a job so I can have extra money to do leisure stuff. And I talked to God about it because God is my number one counselor. And God told me to wait. But I still went out for the applications, had conversations about getting a job. But then guess what? What God says goes. And that job didn't work out. I didn't quit what I'm doing now, but that job didn't pan out. I never got a call back, da 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 And today, when I was going to do some fall decor shopping, check out my YouTube channel, More Aaliyah. But I was doing some fall decor shopping and I realized, Aaliyah, 
you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing right now if you had a nine to five. And it's things in your business that you wouldn't be able to do. You wouldn't be giving everything to your home care agency if you had a job. And I think that was God telling me, hey, there's a reason why I'm asking you to sacrifice. And even in that time of sacrifice, I learned how to do my own hair to save money, y'all. I learned how to have more fun at home by myself. And I had more time to just reflect with myself. And my real friends came and hung out with me at my house. Uh, And I really appreciated that. And that let me know, Aaliyah, just because you don't have the money to do fun things doesn't mean you need to quit on your goals as an entrepreneur just so you can have money to do fun things because what you're doing is purposeful. So I'd say that to say that, yes, I have a fear of failure. My fear of failure pushes me to be go harder, but sometimes I succumb to the fear and I try to make plans to make my personal life better, not realizing that there's a bigger plan out there for me. So... Fear of failure is real, bro. Even as entrepreneurs, real. It's every day is on your mind, but you just only my only advice is just to try to have some faith because it's tough. And in those times when it's tough, be honest with yourself. And I think that's what got me through those times of when I was succumbing to the fear is just saying to myself, Aaliyah, why do you want? Why do you want to quit? Why do you? Why are you accepting failure? And you end up making some some real life realizations about yourself and making better decisions that's going to make you a better person at the end of the day. And now today I feel great and positive about continuing being an entrepreneur and not wanting a nine to five again. But how about you, Ray? Have you, you know, met the fear of failure in the face and how did you face it? So for me as an educator, one of the biggest things that I fear as far as failure-wise is not being able to make a difference in the lives of my students. Mm. Um, Because I teach special ed, so it requires just a little bit more work than it does to be a general ed teacher. And when I taught in the SIPPIT class, if you guys don't know what SIPPIT is, those are the severe and profound kids. So those are usually the kids who are nonverbal, they're in wheelchairs, or they, you know, they're very low intellectually. And I used to be so excited. It may have took us months of working on that goal, but when they finally accomplished it, I felt like I was the best teacher in the world. Aww. And to see the look on their face, like, smile, you know, and they did something, and I, they can see that I'm happy that they did it, that meant the world to me. And so every year, my biggest fear is not being able to make a difference in their lives and not being able to get them from where they are and boost them up to another level. Like, you know, most of the time, as a special ed teacher, we always hear, well, they're below grade level. My goal isn't to get them onto their correct grade level because it's not going to happen in that one school year. But I want to take them from whatever grade level they are and boost them up to the next grade level before that school year, the next school year starts. That is my goal. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, you know, you always feel like you're not doing enough. And so it's times where I'm like, okay, I need to reevaluate how I'm doing this. I need to change how I'm doing that. I need to change up how I'm doing this. And my kids will tell you, I change up my classroom. I change up what the procedure is, what we're going to be doing in class. Because that means the world to me to know 
that I am trying to do something to fix what's going on for them so that mm-hmm. they grasp with the material. It's like I have a current a student that's in eighth grade. He gives other teachers hell, but he doesn't give me hell. Really? And so seeing him actually take interest in completing his work before I can even get to it shows me like, okay, I'm doing something he's interested in this math class and he don't think this is a waste of his time because the old him would just walk out mm. and leave school in the middle of the day and nobody would know where he is. And so, educators ever, I think that's our biggest failure, especially with everything going on right now. Like, at the beginning, you had us, oh, teachers are great, they're resilient, they're doing all this for our kids. And then now it's, we're ungrateful, we're selfish because, you know, we're requiring the kids to wear masks. It's like, pick a side. Yeah. Our lives are already hard because we do it with y'all badass kids. Pick a side. You gonna support us or you gonna hate us? Which one it is? Because you can keep your, your kid at home. You can teach your kid at home, baby. You. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. maybe you don't have mind. But when we have our kids with us, that is our goal. And sometimes we put our kids, our students, before we put everything else in our life. And so, that's my thing as far as like, my workplace failure or failure failure. I mean, I also fear failing on my uh, evaluations and stuff like that. You ain't gonna but, fail. You're the best teacher I ever heard. You <laughs> fail me. But you know, that's as a teacher, that's my thing. Right. No, I think I, you the best. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? But I get that. Like it's. Even with our podcast, like sometimes we'll talk to each other and be like, man, we're not getting a lot of listeners like we were last season or, oh, people don't repost us or da-da-da, but we got to keep putting out quality content and, excuse me, the people will come. We got to just, I think, I think the fear of failure is, when I feel the fear of failure or when I feel like failure is creeping up on me, it's time for me to evaluate what I'm doing. And it's time for me to say, hey, Aaliyah, are you putting in enough effort in what you're doing? What are you doing and, and what could you do better to make this be more profitable? Could you make this just better? Like, what could you do to make this more effective? And that's what I try to tell myself to do whenever I hear that little devil on my shoulder say, hey, you suck. You're not great. Da, 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 da. I try to tell myself, uh-uh, uh-uh what's going on here why is it not turning out the way i want it to turn out and what can i do for it to reflect what i actually want because that's all that's what that time is for you to do and i challenge anyone if you ever feel fear creeping up on you to do that is to say hey what 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 are my goals and what do i want and what can i change so that i can get there what am i not doing right now or what am i doing and how can i do that better and that's how you beat fit that fear. Because it's natural. I don't want anyone to feel like you're not alone. You just heard our two stories. You're not alone in feeling that fear. Everyone feels that fear. But the first thing that I think you should do is acknowledge it. Don't act like it's not real. Acknowledge that the fear is there and live in your truth. Sit in front of the mirror or wherever you need to be and put your phone to the side, put everything to the side and have that conversation with yourself and say, hey, self, what's going on? What's going on said, here? Hmm? Mm-hmm. It's, listen, 
I talk to myself all the time. It might not be out loud, but I talk to myself, I write to myself. And sometimes it's even good for me to write my fears out just so I can get them out. Because sometimes you just need to get that negative energy off you. You know what I'm saying? Like you, what do you do when you feel failure creeping up on you? Um, for me, it takes a lot for me to ground myself. So I'm still working on it. Yeah. But I've learned to evaluate certain things. So like my biggest thing was when it comes to my career as an educator, I know I'm always have that fear because I'm always wanting to strive for more and do things differently than I did the, the year before. But my biggest thing as far as like workplace wise is I've been wanting to start my own business. Mm-hmm. And I'll start something, but I don't feel as passionate about it as I did in the beginning. And it's like, over and over, I'm like, okay, so what is it that I want to do? I can give these people ideas all day long about what they should do. Like, my friend Norris, he has a nice beard, and I randomly saw a guy post on Twitter, like, I wish they made better smelling scents for beers and beer growth oil for black men and stuff like that. And I was like, you should do that. Like, you take care of your beard. He was like, I was actually thinking about that the other day. And so it's like, I can give ideas, but I can't give my own self ideas. Mm. And it was like, why can't I give myself something? Because I'll think of something, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do well on that. No, nah, I'm not going to do well on that because I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm passionate about that. And so my thing is I've been having to kind of write out my pros and cons. Like, mm. do I see myself doing this and will I enjoy it? And what about it will make me enjoy it? And that's like I kind of had a secret from her. I've been holding for her for a whole day. What is the secret? So like I have decided I now know what business I want to start and I can't say I've been waiting for <laughs> this information. <laughs> I can't say it right now on the podcast, but information will come later. Um, I will definitely tell you once we stop recording. <laughs> I can't wait to be done recording. No, I'm kidding. I love recording for y'all. It makes me happy to so share it's my like, thoughts. I, it, it just came to me like I was talking to one of my friends and we were just talking and I was like, dang, like this idea just came to me and I don't know why I didn't think about this before. And so. That's good. That is amazing. That's my, that's, that's how I deal with it. He's I write got down a my baby. pros and cons and figure out like. Is this making the most sense to me right now to be upset about this? Or do I have bigger things to work about? Yeah. Like, can I just push this off to the side and be like, hey, get out of your head. Things are going to be fine. Or is it a legitimate, like, you need to really, really worry about this situation because yeah. it's going to go bad. And, yeah. And like I told you guys before, my ancestors, like, I've, I do spiritual reads and my ancestors have told me, Get out your head, because nine times a ten, you'd be wrong anyway, so I need to start listening to them so they can stop yelling at me. Ah, listen, they be like, God, let me tell y'all about God and these angels, because these people up there above really be smacking me in the face sometimes. I could be in a car and God be like, I already told you that da-da-da-da-da. Because let me tell y'all another fear that I've been having. Um... It's just the fear that I, it's kind of a personal fear, I'm kind of backing up a little bit, but it's kind of like I fear failure in my relationship because 
I God gave me what I asked for, but it's not in the wrapping that I thought it would be in. And so it's like God is like, I gave you what you wanted. I just didn't give it to the give it to you the way you thought you were gonna get it. And you feel like you're failing, but really it's I'm challenging you to see is this what you wanted? Because you said this is what you wanted, so here you go. So what are you gonna do? Are you gonna meet the challenge or are you gonna be a wimp? And y'all, I'm putting on my gloves. Because at first, I was ready to uh, throw in the towel and be like, well, I accept defeat. There's no problem. I'm out of here. But when I think about, you know, with failure, you know, sometimes you got to lean on God. And the, his answer or the answers that he sends to you might not be what you're looking for. And it might still look like failure. But at the same time, it's not failure, it's just adversity. And so I posted on my Instagram today, I said sometimes the storms that you're in are required for the sunshine that you desire. Mm -hmm. And right now in my personal relationship, it's, listen, in my personal <laughs> relationship, I feel that for sure because it's like, you want the sunshine, but you can't go through the sunshine without going through the storm. Like you can't skip lessons. And I tell, I've been telling myself that a lot lately. It's like, Aaliyah, you can't skip lessons. You can't get to glory without going through the hurt. And what I mean by I'm feeling familiar in my personal relationship is that everything that I thought I knew or everything that I did to protect myself from past traumas is now being brought to the table and I'm being made to face it. Instead of me, you know, if you get cut, you put a Band-Aid over it. But the person I'm dating now is ripping the Band-Aid off and saying, nope, we're going to air it out. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, uh, get a scab over this with air. You're not putting a Band-Aid over this. We're going to get to the root of this and we're going to get this cleaned off and we're going to get you new skin. I'm going to give you new skin is what he's saying. And I'm like, but I already, I already bought some pretty Band-Aids. And I and I already am, I'm cool with a band-aid. I don't even want new skin. I'm cool with a band-aid. I hope y'all got the analogy because that was really deep. I hope y'all got it. But I just want y'all to know. So basically what I'm saying to y'all is that when you when fear comes or when something comes and is making you acknowledge things that you did because of a fear response, it's okay to face what was scary before and to actually heal and move forward just because when someone i'll give y'all an example of one of mine so i used to be in relationships where we would argue all the time about everything argue yelling screaming this was my normal and i decided i don't want to argue anymore i don't want to i'm not doing it i'm gonna do whatever i can to not argue i'm gonna look for ways to make sure we don't argue that's me now now I'm in a relationship with someone that's like, no, I want to argue. But I'm not arguing at you. I want to argue with you. And that's foreign to me. Because I've never met someone who wanted to argue with me. Or wanted to argue for us. Not at me. And because of my trauma, my trauma response was to say, I'm just never going to argue again. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. You don't get to just not argue anymore. We got to do this. We got to do this for us. We got to do this to be a better us. So sometimes, even in work, when you were at one job and you realized giving your opinion 
was never appreciated and now you're at another job and you don't give your opinion but that's all they want from you at your job sometimes you got to face that fear and you got to give your opinion and it's hard because you already told yourself i'm going to protect myself and no one at my other job appreciated it so i'm not going to do it i would bring in donuts on thursdays and nobody appreciated it i it's hard it's it's hard but it's worth it i'm telling you it is worth it to look fear in the face and shoot it with a nine millimeter it's worth it everybody gonna die so i hope that you guys use our words and face failure face failure with a smile and say hey you're not gonna break me this might not work, but I know what I can do. I'm gonna make it twerk. No, I'm just playing. But if it don't work, we got another plan, baby. Because one thing I will say, and I'm gonna be done after this, is that I don't believe in a plan B if plan A doesn't work. What I believe is a plan A.2. So plan A didn't work. Okay, A.2. Okay, A.3, because plan A gotta work. Cause you want it to work not oh if this don't work then i'll just throw this away and do something else because what's that folding the fear you got any last words for the listeners there i do um the biggest thing i want you guys to take away from this i know we talked about ourselves a lot and then give like a lot of here's what you guys should do or things like that it's different for everybody yep um things that we fear as far as like aspects of failure are different and you have to understand like as you get older and you progress to whatever it is that you're passionate about in your career or you know the business that you run you're going to have certain fears like Aaliyah said she had fears of her failure was not being able to afford a lifestyle that she wanted to maintain Mm -hmm. and my fear was not being able to make a difference in the lives of my students so everybody has their own thing but my thing is you got to take a step back sometimes and be like you know what i did what the fuck had to be done Her. i did that shit and it may not look like that to you like i had a friend tell me my friend rachel told me yesterday when i told her i was like you know ever since i had COVID, like you know i just you know really fully recover mentally from certain things really? and so you're thinking like for me like i've never been the type of person to look at social media and be like oh this person at 20 years old has a house i'm 26 i still live in an apartment i don't think about stuff like that. i used to i had to stop doing that because I, I had to stop comparing myself to like that was the life that was presented to them like that's their testimony mm-hmm. say that again because you know, they didn't hear you in the back that was their testimony mm-hmm. my testimony is different from somebody else's so i can't compare someone's successes and failures to my own mm. it may take me a few years before i can get what i want but that god damn it when i get it it's gonna be the best motherfucking and thing it's there gonna is. be yours and, it's, and that's the thing and so it's like don't let your failures hold you back don't let your failures be so crowded up in your mind that you feel like you're not doing anything right yes. and like Aaliyah kind of mentioned this and i want to bring this up as well like 
your personal life is going to affect your professional life. Say it. And the things that are happening in your personal life are going to affect the things that come to you in all aspects. And so I've had to let certain things go. I've had to let certain situations die in order for me to accomplish something that was going to be a benefit to me. Speak it. Because sometimes people aren't meant to come with you into that next stage of your journey. And that's the reason why you keep failing because that person is not meant to be there. Mm. The Lord not going to put somebody in a situation with you that wants to, that, that isn't meant for you because they don't need to reap those benefits. Mm. You are meant to reap your benefits, whether it's by yourself or with that friend or with that in that relationship. That is, is, is different. It, if it's not meant to be, baby, it ain't going to be. Mm-hmm. And the quicker you realize that you're holding on to things that no longer serve you, that's when you're going to start finding, not finding, those things that are meant to serve you are going to come to you. They're not going to find you. You're not going to look for them. This is going to automatically happen. And so that's like my biggest thing. Like Now that I've come into this whole new era of my life, things that I've been struggling with to find for myself have magically come to me. It's like, you. why did I know this all along? Well, it wasn't meant for me to know that at that time. And I have to be okay with that. Now that I know, like, what steps I'm gonna take to make sure I succeed in what I'm doing. Yes, sir. And so, don't let those failures hold you back from your potential, but when you're thinking about your failures, you need to evaluate everything that's going around in your life. Because just because you feel like this aspect at work should be going good, but your relationship is trash, baby, that relationship is probably holding you back from why you're not succeeding at work. Shit go happen to you when it's supposed to happen to you, when it's meant to happen to you, when you got the right people around you and the wrong people got to get the fuck on away from you. So, I'm going to shut up. No, and we I'm love fix me some more wine. Yes, we are. <laughs> and I'm going to let y'all enjoy the rest of y'all. And y'all have a great win. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>